Michael, this is getting too heated. Heat's the name of the game, baby. Let's take this inside. Let's go. Yes, he did twist. <laughs> uh, uh. Hello, and welcome to Ah, Did I Audit That? Season 1, Netflix's Floor is Lava, a thorough and unofficial review of Netflix's Floor is Lava. I'm Michael Resnick, and with me is my co-host and friend, Andrew Fernandez. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm good. I'm good. Hi, everybody. Hi, Andrew. Oh, Hi, Andrew. Andrew. Salud, hey, Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> hey, Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Pleasure. Andrew. Good to see you, Andrew. Yo, Andrew. Hey, Andy. Oh, you know how I hate that. I've warned you about that before. I don't li- like being called that. Oh, yeah. I've That is the only time <laughs> I have ever called you that. But it wasn't me. It was one of your fans. It just feels like she says it like it's condescending. <laughs> she knows you don't like it. Trying to get under my skin. Hey, Andy. There was... <laughs> when I moved to California, people on the cruise that I started working with some folks just started calling me Andy, and then people knew me as Andy. And then when I went back to the last place I lived, Salt Lake City, I introduced myself to someone else, someone new, as Andy. And then the friends that I knew from Salt Lake City were like, what? Since when are you going by Andy? I'm like, ah, I guess I'm not. I just don't know who I am anymore. Grasping onto any identity you could find. Yeah, it's the, it's the Hollywood hustle, baby. That is the Hollywood hustle. <laughs> um, I just went to push up my glasses, but I'm not wearing them, and I poked myself right in the eye. <laughs> if you don't know, Floors Lava is a TV reality game show where contestants compete to get to the end of an obstacle course without touching the ground. It is hosted by Rutledge Wood. Would you like to hear two anagrams for Rutledge Wood? Uh, please, sir, may I have some more? Number one. Yes, I would. The first anagram is welded goo rut. Welded goo. Can you weld goo? I feel like you can only weld solid things. I don't know. Um, I don't think you can weld goo, but what is a welded goo rut? You've tried to weld goo for so many hours unsuccessfully. You are now in a rut. There you go. That's it. What's our second anagram? (laughs) The second anagram is Edged Owl Tour. Okay. What does Edged Owl mean if it's The Edge from U2? Hmm. So if you said Edge, that's like saying Andrewed. Andrewed Owl Tour. Oh, okay. It could be, what if it's a U2 cover, it's a U2 cover band of owls. (laughs) <laughs> but they're all the edge. Yeah. So you made Owl's Edge. That's it. That's it. It's a beautiful night. Get it? Because they're owls. <laughs> Just a bunch of owls with little black beanies. <laughs> okay, time for a game. I did some research this week and learned a lot more about Rutledge Wood or Edged Owl Tour. In general, I gotta say, I like this guy. He's got a great personality, a good hosting vibe that puts you at ease. I didn't dislike him before. I was just indifferent. So, Andrew, I'm going to ask you five questions about Rutledge Wood. If you get three correct, you win another batch of cookies I will deliver to you. Okay, let's do it. This game is called... (laughs) This is what I have written down. Didn't spend a lot of time on it. 
Wood wood? Wood wood? Wood wood. Wood wood. Rutledge Wood, or Edged Owl Tour, was recently on which of these podcasts? Talking Fears, a podcast hosted by Sally Jesse Raphael's daughter, Bessie Jesse Raphael, where guests discuss what they're afraid of and how they get through it on a day-to-day basis. Or Talking Beards, where the only rule is all guests must have beards, be it real or fake. (laughs) Talking Stalking, a podcast about serial killers that is currently the number three highest rated podcast on iTunes. Talking Talking, a podcast all about TV hosts hosted by James Corden. Talking Hawking, a podcast hosted by Stephen Hawking's daughter, Lucy Hawking, all about Stephen Hawking. Or Talking Hawking, a podcast all about pawn shop stories, also hosted by Lucy Hawking. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to say I already know the answer. It is Talking Stocking because they're holding the number three spot when it should be ours. No, it was actually Talking Beards. Ah, damn it. Second question. While on fellow Top Gear host Adam Ferreira's weekly show Talk To Me Tuesday a few months ago, what song did Edged Owl Tour sing? R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It, Aladdin's A Whole New World, Neil Young's Rockin' in the Free World, or Kate Bush's The Sensual World? You said this was a few months ago? Yes. Uh, Kate Bush's The Sensual World. What would you have guessed if it was uh, a week ago? Rockin' in the Free World, because Neil Young's uh, might sue Trump now. Well, the answer is Aladdin's A Whole New World. A whole new world, don't you dare close your eyes. A new fan, hold on tight, it gets better. I'll take you anywhere. Out of the contestants so far, who would you show A Whole New World if given the opportunity? That question amounts to who do you want to have sex with? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's no. like not even. That's like that's crazy. Barely could it even be called innuendo. <laughs> okay, next question. Would would never take crap? That's how I was supposed to say all these questions. Never take crap from a guy in love, a guy in a bow tie, a guy in a minivan. Or a guy in doors. The band or the indoors as opposed to outdoors. In inside. Mm. I'm gonna say bow tie. Eh, got it. <laughs> Yay! Okay, okay, you're putting up a fight. It's all it's all so futile what we're doing, Michael, because will I ever even see the first batch of cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they're coming. Fourth question, would would rank the Back to the Future movies in this order? <laughs> You're really forcing the would would intro. <laughs> one, two, three, one, three, two. Is it one, two, three? Two, one, three. Michael. Two, three, one. Three, one, Michael, two, is it one, two three? three, two, one. Those are all the combinations. So, Michael. One, two, three. <laughs> One three two. That's bullshit. I'm just gonna say this one's for all the marbles. This last question's for all the marbles. I know technically you've lost, but I will bake you a second batch of cookies. I can promise you anything. <laughs> You're never gonna get these cookies. I know. <laughs> Fifth question. 
would would update his website, the Rutledgewood.com. <laughs> would would have last up would would have last updated his website, the Rutledgewood.com. June 6, 2020, August 6, 2018, November 2019, or January 99. I'm gonna say 2018. I can't believe you got that. I thought that was the most impossible question because it's just so random. You August got it. 6, you're getting a, 2018. You're getting it. You're getting. I'm happy for you. <laughs> you're getting a second batch of cookies. Sweet. Wow. I'm way too excited considering we might cut all of this out of the podcast. Transitional stinger. All right. Let's get into the location. Let's do it. Let's get into the episode. They're, they had a new little. Uh, black and white thing that they did for the first time this time, which I enjoyed. It was very random. They start the show with a little kind of sketch and it featured our favorite team, the Mama's Boys, and our favorite player, Lawan, just being hysterical again. Yeah, he's great. Jordan says, don't try this at home. And Lawan says, no, try it at home. If you can get some lava, try it at home. <laughs> yeah, from the guy that won, of course. He's great. I enjoyed the opening of the show, black and white, old film reel 20s kind of style. It's like a silent movie type thing. I like that Flora's Lava became like an experimental art show for the top of this episode for no reason. Yeah, they're just kind of throwing, you know, bologna at pancakes. Speaking of bologna and pancakes, the location for this episode is <laughs> The Kitchen, a chef's fever dream of appliances, butcher blocks, and pizza, says Rutledge Wood. Eh... Butcher blocks. Again, it's like they'll use any way to spice up boxes, <laughs> which are always present in every location. Yeah. Uh, are we to assume that there's it's dried food storage? I don't know. Does it need to be explained? No. <laughs> I like that attitude. Let's just have fun, right, Andrew? Yeah. I'll quickly explain the different paths you can take in the location. There's a middle path with a small table that's at a sharp incline. That leads to a pot rack that you can climb across like monkey bars. There's then another wobbly table and another pot rack of monkey bars. There's some boxes you can climb across that lead to a pizza oven. And then beyond the pizza oven, there's some like rotisserie chickens on a rack. Geese. Geese. Okay, they're geese. And if you get across that, there's a pizza peel, one of the serving boards for a pizza. I learned that word this week, pizza peel. And you can use the pizza peel to get something from the oven. I'm going to save it for later because it's so ridiculous. On the wall, it also says pizza is key. Mangia in Italian. Yeah, which means key in Italian for those that don't, aren't fluent. Yep. From Latin, mange, which means to, to open. Yes. From the ancient <laughs> Babylonian Chuck Mangione. What, what does that mean, Andrew? Uh, to open. Oh, yes. Will you Chuck Mangione the door for me? Well, you're using, you need to conjugate it. Will you Chuck Mangione the door for me? <laughs> it's third person, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it, but the, so stupid. I, I think I mentioned the swinging bar stools that, spoiler, are impossible to get off of or onto. Rutger says that they're a trap. He says at one point that they're a trap. That leads to a dining table. That leads to the exit. If you go right out of the entrance, there's a wall of knives, like the constellation wall and the wall of bugs. But a little more interesting because the footholds were broken apart 
and there was a shelf kind of jutting out in your chest, so you couldn't really see where your feet were going. And I thought it was, thought it was kind of a smart design. It was an improvement for sure from similar obstacles. That leads to a set of drawers that you can extend, the famous kitchen drawers. And these get you to leather chairs that are around a circular table with a Chinese food layout on it. Another kind of set deck thing like the vanity plate and glass. From that table with the Chinese food, you swing on a giant punching bag of mozzarella or gouda or provolone. It was referred to as many different cheeses throughout the episode. And you swing across that to get to the same dining table that leads to the exit. So that's the location. Transitional stinger. The first team <laughs> are the doctors. The doctors. Do you say team is or team are? If it's a collective group, it's singular. The team is. Okay, thank you. Team one, the doctors is. The doctors is DJ, well, Jennifer, and Raph. Now I should say R. <laughs> no, no, no. It's still right because, yeah, team one is the doctors. Yeah, DJ, Jennifer, and Raph. Is the doctor DJ Jennifer? DJ Jennifer Rath. <laughs> yeah, their whole team is one DJ. So they are physicians. They say they share patient care. We know each other through work. Jen says, We see young and old from the womb to the tomb, baby. We'll take care of you, which I kind of liked. Yeah, I liked it. I think this is the first time they've done actual shit talking towards other teams, right? Yeah. They designed this episode in a very fun way. It's doctors and then nurses and then party animals, which I actually thought was such a fun surprise for the third one. Yeah. It's a great three teams. The first two are like literally competing head to head, have a built in competition with each other, doctors and nurses. And then party animals are like the opposite type of people who end up in the ER who need help from doctors and nurses. It was great. I loved it. Because they live their lives outside of keeping their fucking nose in a book, nerds. Yeah, eight years of <laughs> medical school when you can get run over by a car tomorrow. No, thank you. Uh, let me adjust my glasses and poke my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Byrne. God damn it. I also thought that the way they set up their group, Raph weirdly says they all have kids the same age, but doesn't mention that Jennifer is his wife. Why is he holding out on mentioning the marriage? I assume it was the producers. It could have been them, but... Point, counterpoint, I have to make these weird assumptions if we're going to have a full show. <laughs> <laughs> when Roth says his kids play Flora's Love at home, I think he was lying, but I can't be sure, and so I'm going to give him points on acting. DJ mentions that they play Flora's Crocodile. He seems like a bit of a goofball to me. You know what? In the industry, we like to call someone like this a first opinion doctor in that they give you their opinion on what's wrong. And then you're like, ah, I'm going to get a second opinion. So DJ, first impression, first opinion doctor. First opinion doctor seems like your primary doctor who you go, who you trust the most. Yeah, but then you, but from this guy, you want a second opinion. Honestly, I didn't really, I forgot he was a doctor because he didn't have, he didn't carry himself with gravitas, but that's fun for a game show. Sure. DJ says, nurses are a competition. I love nurses, but I don't care if I'm going against my grandma. She's going down. Which gave the nurses their due level of respect, just saying he's competitive. Then Jen, I thought, took it to a deeper level. She says, nurses are a great support, but that's all they are. We're the doctors. We call the shots. Yeah. 
Shots fired. Shots fired. So let's get into their run. They come out, Jen screams floor is lava with edged owl tour. And I thought she was having Mia fun out there, the best fun out there. Yeah, they had, uh, they came in hot and it was great. Jen goes across the knife wall pretty easily. She has to ask her teammates for help regarding the footholds and they start telling her where they're at. It would have been nice if they could have helped her without her having to ask for it. But, you know, that's okay. Just a point off on teamwork, I'd say. Sure. I will say that the layout of this run was interesting to me. The wall of knives didn't seem like it was in a practical place. You probably have it closer to where you're actually cooking. Uh, it reminds me of when <laughs> Diane Keaton was actually just got in some hot water. Uh, did you hear about this a couple weeks ago? No. Are you about to go into your stand-up bit? No, no, no. Do you hear about this? Do you hear about this? <laughs> Do I have a Jay Leno impression? Do you? Y'all hear about it? Nope, nope, I don't. Uh, Diane Keaton was doing some Instagram cooking thing, and then she took like a full 10 seconds to like walk away and get a spoon, and then (laughs) social media just roasted her about why the spoon was so far away from where she was cooking. And I kind of gave me flashbacks to this, like, (laughs) did Diane Keaton design this course? Maybe. Yeah, it's a poor kitchen layout. I don't know why the knives are so far away. Probably for the obstacle course. Sure. Out of nowhere, DJ heads out onto the inclined table. He immediately falls. It was very funny. And he pulls a slick move to kind of turn around onto his stomach and grab the top of the table. I thought that was intentional. Did you not think so? I thought he came in with a twist. Nobody would intentionally make that kind of move onto the table. If you watch him jump, he does. He tucks his knees and he's turning midair. So the intention, I think, from the beginning was to catch himself. I thought it was a great move. Just a spoiler, future teams hop onto it with a slight jump. He jumped, twisted, fell, grabbed onto the top like he was falling off a cliff. If that was his plan, I would not want DJ operating on my worst enemy. You got a, you got a little paper cut on your finger? Let me create a Rube Goldberg machine and slice this piece of cheese and this marble's gonna fall around here and a Band-Aid's gonna come down from the sky and it's going to lay on your finger just as efficient as I could conceive. Yeah, I was so impressed by this, the decision he made in the forethought to twist in the air that I would bump him up to a second opinion doctor. He's the end all. This guy knows what he's doing. I caught a lump on my shoulder. I'm not sure what it is. What do you think I should do? Should I go to Dr. Farber, our our trusted, trusted doctor for the first opinion? No, 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 no. I know a shittier doctor. That's who you want to go to for your first opinion. Let's save Dr. Farber for the second opinion. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea, honey. Exactly. So the trusted doctor is, (laughs) he's a second opinion doctor. Oh my God. Where were we? So DJ gets up off that first table, jumps on the monkey bars like a fifth grade monkey bar pro and just rips across the the pot rack, ends up on the second table. He knows what he's doing. Edge Dowell Tour starts coming with the puns. He says, DJ, a pain management doctor aching for a way onto that pot rack. (laughs) Roth goes to follow Jen like a loving husband. He says he wants to help her go that way. Jen is at the weird set of drawers, starting to get very nervous when the lava erupts around her. And this is when I really started to like Jen. She goes, ah, I'm breathing. I'm not hyperventilating. I'm breathing. And it was very (laughs) self-aware and funny. I liked it. Yeah, I think uh, points for most teams on smarts in that they tried, two of the three teams tried the drawers, pulling out different ones and using them for support. True. But 
we're about to minus points for smarts when Jen pulls one of the most unwise moves of the day. She gets onto the leather chair. Instead of stepping onto the second leather chair that's closer to the Chinese food table, she tries to hop straight to the Chinese food table. She slams into the side of it. Her legs are in the lava, but she pulls a leg out and gets it onto the other leather chair. It looked like she was about to pull herself off, and I think clearly a producer said, you're dead now, and she had to take her leg off the leather chair and just fall into the water, into the lava. Did you see it that way? I did, yeah. Kind of a bummer, because I was really had my hopes pretty high for Jen. Yeah, yeah. They did have a nice cutaway, similar to Joker falling in the acid, where it was just her hand sinking in the lava, which I really enjoyed. That was great. That was the first time I think we've seen that. And then, ooh, Raph's reaction? Baby, that was fantastic. Raph screams no and reaches out his arm as if to, you know, desperately just reach out into the nothingness for her. And then he leans onto an extended drawer and kind of wraps his body around it and just, like, cries into the drawer. It was very dramatic. Was and just his physical, the pose his body took, it was great. Yeah. Also, oh, so now she's your wife, Raph? Now you acknowledge her? Weirdo. <laughs> Raph very awkwardly gets off the drawer onto the chair himself, then uses his height to just walk onto the second chair. Newly single, Dr. Raph. That's what Edged Owl Tour says. I thought Raph was not nearly as fearless as DJ on this run. Yeah, Raph was more measured. He then messes around... Although not measured, was wasting time on the table. He opens up the Chinese food, opens up a fortune cookie, says, your inner child will play today. He's just wasting a lot of time. Again, impressed by DJ, first thing that Raph tosses to him, DJ catches with his shirt. Raph tosses a Chinese takeout box to DJ, and with lightning quick reflexes, DJ opens up his shirt with two hands and catches it like his shirt's a net. Yeah. Impressive. With the intention not to get his hands greasy. He's always thinking. So now Raph is about to get on the cheese to swing across, and he does the three count, and then DJ pulls a K when Raph says one, two, and then with the impatience of K, DJ goes three. <laughs> That's great. I didn't notice yeah, that. It's so quiet. <laughs> So Raph then swings across the cheese. It doesn't go far enough the first time. He needed more momentum or speed. And then it slowly falls back to the starting position, which is just kind of comical and sad to watch. Yeah. Then he tries again with more momentum, gets to the dining table. There's still one stair left at the exit. And so he jumps, lands on the stair, and walks out. And he gets his team one point. And then Edged Altor goes, the doctor is in. <laughs> Nailed it. The path that Roth took from the beginning to the end actually seemed like one of the easiest paths I've seen in the entire game. Like, I was like, oh, I could easily do that path, especially after watching somebody do it, which I know is not exactly fair. Nothing wobbled too much. <laughs> Pretty standard. Jen just made a huge mistake trying to jump onto the table. Yeah, her strategy of having the table nail her in the gut didn't really pay off for her. <laughs> You never want to go in with that strategy. Why would you want to, Why would you choose to do that? It'd be so great if she pulled herself up off the leather chair and got back on the table, and then they said you can't use your legs for the rest of the course. Your legs are now burned off oh, from the lava. Oh, that would be very fun. So your teammates have to carry you or you have to crawl. Yeah. 
So Raf is finished. He notices a hole in the dining table and says it looks like it might separate and extend if they can find the key. Because when the stairs go away, it's basically impossible to make that final jump from the dining table without extending it. DJ hops across some boxes very gracefully to the pizza oven. He climbs across the oven rack and grabs the pizza peel. He sticks the pizza peel into the oven. He's doing all of this as if it's innate knowledge meaning I think the producers told him to do this or something, but he just grabs the pizza peel, sticks it in the oven. What comes out of the oven the first time, Andrew? A pizza. A pizza, a real pizza, I think, comes out of the oven. Do you think it was a real pizza? He throws the pizza in the lava. It flips upside down, but there's like a burned like outer edge the way a proper pizza would be. So I do think it was real. We just didn't see the top of it because it flipped face down. And then he sticks the pizza peel in the oven a second time, and this time he pulls out a key. So a part of this obstacle course is getting this serving board, sticking it into an oven, pulling out a pizza, throwing the pizza away, sticking the pizza peel into the oven a second time, pulling out a key. At no point in the episode did any team say, Try it again. A pizza. What the heck? A pizza. A pizza. Stick it in there again. Maybe they'll give us something. Like, nobody ever talks about it. This is not something you would naturally do ever. And that kind of bums me out. That's back to, like, the first episode where I thought, this doesn't seem that real. And the last couple episodes felt more real to me. Yeah. Interesting choice. Now that I've spent, like, 20 hours engaged in this show or editing this podcast, I now... I now I now fucking take this very seriously. And if I'm going to get through the rest of these episodes, I need the show to do its part. So come on, show. Come on, show. Well, I feel like they're taking note. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Floor is lava. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now floor is lava. Come on, Netflix. Now that DJ has the key, he's not (laughs) sure where to go. Roth says if he gets on that swinging bar stool, he can jump across it to the dining table and save time because DJ was kind of thinking of going around another way. And the dining bar stool ends up killing him like it kills anybody who goes for it the entire episode. I think his landing on the bar stool was fantastic. Again, obvious twist, midair. He was able to face backwards and wrap his arms around the back of the chair. He impressively got onto the chair, which in itself is a feat, but getting off the chair, this chair is really loose. So to get it in the position you want, you just are like shaking your body and doing these little motions trying to jut it along. (laughs) To spin it, yeah, because you don't have the floor to push off of. And he finally got it in a position he thought was good enough. And when he tried to jump off it, it of course just swung away from him. And it was a very ow my balls death, face right into the dining table. Tough. As an audience, seeing how this chair moves, I think he made the mistake of having the back of the chair face his destination versus having it behind him. When DJ dies, Roth has another great reaction. He screams no. He kneels down on one knee and puts like his head in his hands. And it was, again, very dramatic. I think this guy went to theater school. Yeah, Raph's reaction was great. And then immediately into celebration. He didn't quite show the arc between the two, but it was nice as the audience. That was an edit for sure. That edit made no sense. He's head in hands, mourning a lava death. Cut to, yeah, I did it! (laughs) Do you think that in real time, he actually showed a transition of 
In my head, I thought the producers then said, all right, that's it for the episode. Will you give us a positive reaction so we can have that? And then him holding his Hamlet skull, he got there. Whether it is nobler to suffer the slings of outrageous lava. <laughs> um, everything I know about that scene is from Billy Madison. Yeah. William Shakespeare's Billy Madison. Unabridged. <laughs> Edged Owl Tour says, Dr. Jen went into the lava with 10 cc's of Chinese food, but Roth had good fortune. Just nailing the puns. Yeah. The puns are coming hot. I appreciate it. There's so many, it's, I, you know, you miss them. Yeah. Uh, in the post-show testimonial, DJ praised Raph, seemed nice, seemed positive. Then Raph says something nice about nurses. They love them, but today they're going down. And I appreciated the positivity, the good-spirited competitiveness and I was just rubbing my hands together getting ready for the rest of this episode they set up some drama now that we've talked about it I do want to go back and possibly watch it again because you've been calling him Roth and I've been calling him Raph this entire time and it's Rafe and it's Rafe <laughs> that being said I do think their Rutger Hauer pick would be New World Disorder. It wasn't always their favorite Rutger Hauer movie, but it is their favorite now uh, as it reflects uh, the pandemic by title alone. If we have any new listeners, Andrew basically just equates Rutledge Wood with Rutger Hauer. What name are you saying? And then tells us all of the team's favorite Rutger Hauer movies. Yes. Let's rank this team, baby. Transitional Stinger. All right, the first category is acting. What do we think about the doctor's acting? I thought Raph saved it for the team. His reactions to both deaths were genuine, and I, and I bought it. Uh, DJ didn't give me much for acting, but I never felt like I wasn't watching something genuine. Jennifer was fine. She was just genuinely into it. I'm going to give them an eight for acting. I agree with you, especially regarding Raph, Rafe, Roth, but I apologize. We'd like to get your name pronounced correctly. But I'll also say that I think Jen brought it as well. Whether it was having fun out there or acting, she was really into it, and she screamed lava when I got out there, and I'm giving them a nine for acting. Uh, you know who I think <laughs> God would just crush the acting on this? King Kong ain't got shit on my first pick, <laughs> Naomi Watts. Uh, she was great in The Impossible. Uh, I think she was nominated for that. I really liked her in Funny Games. She always commits hard. I even liked her in 21 Games, uh, which was a weird title for a movie that has nothing to do with legs. Haven't seen it. And I Heart Huckabees. God, she's fucking hilarious. There's glass between us, Michael. So what'd she get for acting? So Naomi Watts gets 11 Krakatoas for acting. I'm writing it down. I've changed my mind. Thank you. I'm not joking. Fantastic. I'm writing it down. It's in the spreadsheet. <laughs> I win. I made a spreadsheet. I'm writing it down. <laughs> uh, now I feel like I'm a part of this. I want to compare all the actors to each other at the end. For Mia teamwork, what did the doctors get? I thought they were showing pretty good teamwork out there. I think Jen kind of went at it alone for a second, and that's what led to her death. But in general, I thought they were communicating well. I'm giving them a seven. I'm also going to give them a seven for the same reasons. And Naomi Watts, she draws a lot out of her 
castmates, so I'm going to give her an 11 Krakatoas for teamwork. Very good. For that smarts, how intelligent was this team out there? I can mark them down for Jen not taking the leather chair and for DJ using the stool instead of going another route that seems safer that would have taken a longer time. Because of that, I give them a six. You know what? I'll also give them a six for that smarts. That they tried to use the drawers going into it was good, and not every team did that, so they get an extra point for that. That's true. Uh, Naomi Watts, she makes sense. (laughs) Nine Krakatoas for smarts. Wow. Do you regret having to rate these actors? You know what it feels like? It feels like wanting to drive, like you really want your license when you can't drive. You're like, oh man, I just want to be 16. And then about six months into it, you're kind of over driving other people that don't have their (laughs) license. But I will stick to the game I started playing. (laughs) Very good. Mia having fun. Are they having fun out there? I thought Jen was having a great time until she died. I thought she was having so much fun. She didn't even think to walk to the leather chair like she should have. Raph was having a lot of fun with the deaths and really leaning into them. And for that, I give them an eight. This team's, I mean, this team's score is high. I'm going eight myself. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Naomi Watts, uh, I think she had a lot of fun doing I Heart Huckabees. But I also think she's someone who acts for the page. So I'm not sure how much fun she would have in a non-scripted scenario like this. I'm going to give her a five for Are They Having Fun Out There? Yikes. You've gotten harsher on the actors in more recent weeks. Yeah, well, you know what? As I just mentioned, I'm a little bit over it. (laughs) You're right. That's what I thought. (laughs) I think if there was written instruction and it said like interior, obstacle course... Uh, and then it was like, Naomi Watts has fun out there. Then she would have fun out there. But that's asking for something to be provided that has not been provided to the other contestants. Action line, Naomi Watts has fun out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mia style. What do we think this team's bringing to the style table? I liked it fine. I think I'm going to give the doctors a seven for style. And Naomi Watts... She looks great and everything. I like her uh, late night appearances, her red carpet stuff. She's going to get a nine for style. I'm looking at a photo of the doctors right now. They, I guess, are wearing an assortment of blues, but that's not enough for me. It's a little all over the place. Rafe looks like he's dressed for a boating afternoon of drinking cocktails on the harbor and it doesn't seem right for Flora's Lava. I'm giving this team a four in style. I actually thought Raph's style was decent. I didn't agree with his choice to wear wingtips for shoes. Right? (laughs) But he did fly to the exit. Yeah. Mia height. Oh, (laughs) wingtips. Height, yes. Rafe was tall enough to step from the leather chair to the leather chair. They get a seven. Uh, I'm going to give him an eight for height. I thought that DJ utilized his kind of average height. Yes, you're right. Raph used his taller height to his advantage. I think that Jen, again, I think she had the height to make the chair, but she didn't utilize it. So I'm going to knock him down to a seven. (laughs) Okay. Numi Watts gets a nine for height. For Mia Eyes. 
I'm looking at Jen's eyes right now. She had some nice kind of um, eye makeup going on. I'm into it. I'm giving them an eight for eyes. Jen's eyes, they tell a story I want to hear. Uh, Raph's eyes, tell a fable I want to hear. <laughs> and DJ's eyes, I don't know if I want that to hear that legend. <laughs> so I'm going to give this team an eight for eyes. Watts? Naomi Watts gets a, an 11 for eyes. 11 Krakatoas. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. I'm going to give him a five. Je ne sais quoi might be the one I'm least high on for them. There's not a lot of mystery or intrigue to them. That's not to say I don't like them. I do like this team, but I'm going to give them a five as well. Naomi Watts, nine Krakatoas for je ne sais quoi. Lots of nines and elevens for Naomi Watts. Read into that what you will, conspiracy theorists. Oh, 11-9. Smart. Never forget, November 9th. That's going to do it for the doctors. <laughs> Will their one point hold up against the nurses and the party animals? We'll see. Let's take a quick break. On to team two, the nurses, the enemies of doctors. Two groups of people have never hated each other more and had less in common. They're like the Hatfields and McCoys of hospitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the, uh, they're like the... They're like the Rose and Wades of hospitals. <laughs> yeah. We're talking the Marbury versus Madison of game show reality TV. We're talking Loving versus Virginia. We're talking court cases I've heard about. <laughs> it's like the Trumps and democracies. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. I'm just firmly on the side of not fascism at this point. That's just my general opinion. Just not fascism. Yeah, same. Call it anti-fascism if you want. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll fucking run with it. It's not enough to be not fascist at this point. Dude, I'm not fa. <laughs> I got not fa shirts printed out. Is that tamer? Is that anti-fascism too much? Can I just be not fa? <laughs> not fa what? Not for fascism. <laughs> Not for you, come November. <laughs> oh, man. It's a classic fascism who's on first. Transitional sting. The nurses are orthopedic nurses. They work with bones. Jessica says, if you say that doctors do more work than nurses, then you must be a doctor. She's throwing shots. Out of the gate. I thought they had a cute style. I immediately noticed their shirts, which had a graphic of a stethoscope around the neck. Matching shirts. I was into it. I appreciated the effort. Ten for style, for sure. Agree, agree. All these nurses have, you know, uh, physical training to do the course. Uh, Jessica says endurance is her specialty. Felicia says weight training. Mariah says CrossFit. They looked very fit, and I was uh, excited to see how they were going to tackle this course. All right, so let's get into it. Right when they come out, they seem a little overwhelmed looking at the course, and Jessica says, we can do this. And I thought it was just absolutely sincere motivation. She believed it. She was motivating her teammates. I liked it. Excitement across the board. Even Rutger Hauer goes, hello, nurses, <laughs> which I love me. If that was an Animaniacs reference, uh, I loved it. Yeah, that's great. Jessica looks up at the pot rack and thinks, how am I going to get up there? Of course, height, huge factor in this. But I feel like when you don't have that height, it makes you easier to land the jumps. Maybe, maybe. Lower center of gravity. 
Jessica decides to go across the Wall of Knives. Mariah, I believe her name is Mariah. I may have called her Maria before. Mariah hops onto the rack and is kind of crushing it, doing the monkey bars. She's clearly worried, but determined. And I have a lot of faith in her at this point. Uh, she gets to the end of the monkey bars. It kind of stops swinging. And then she has real trouble getting to the table. Yes, she's not tall enough. Height is everything. And she's lost the momentum of swinging on the bars. And so it's kind of immediately clear to the audience and devastating. There's no way she's making it onto the table. I still held hope for her. And I think that the issue at this point was poor form. So at that point, she goes for it, doesn't make it, dies. Inertia. She kind of just came to a stop on that monkey bar and it was over. You kind of had to just keep moving. Yeah. Reactions to that, a little underwhelming. The, the rea- Jessica seemed to almost be laughing at her teammate. Mm, cold. I don't think these women were close friends. I don't think so either. Uh, there's a moment later where Felicia is a little bit snappy to Jessica when she's trying to help. Uh, but yeah, Jessica makes it across the wall. She does not go for the drawers. There's only the one that's out and they don't try the others, which I think led to a little bit of a downfall. Yes. Jessica goes from the chair onto the Chinese food table. We saw Jen's death so many times, like four times throughout the rest of the episode. They would cross-reference every team easily getting on the Chinese food table with Jen's poor choice. And man, that must have been hard to watch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jessica makes it on the table. She turns back to Felicia and knowing that Felicia's shorter and Jessica's taller. And she goes, do you want help? Felicia goes, no. That's right. Felicia. Icy. Why don't you just freeze the lava and walk across? (laughs) Jessica asks Felicia if she needs help, but Jessica doesn't mean it. Jessica doesn't want to help her. And Felicia picked up on that from Jessica. And she's like, you know what, Jessica, you don't want to help me. And so I don't want your help. And Felicia said, no, these are coworkers. And I believe they're, these might be frenemies. Points up for teamwork. Points up for SAS. Do we make a SAS category? Let's rank nine other teams. Let's do it. We haven't added a category in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, Jessica takes the cheese like a little mouse. She swings across and eventually gets through to the exit in better time than ref. And what does that mean for the doctors? They're out. That means they're out. That's right. Yeah. They only had one person finish. Yeah. This happened quick. Jessica, it's almost like she knew the doctor's time or just was smart enough to know she had to get through it as fast as possible because she books it to the exit. So leaving Felicia, the last player, to make it out, it takes her two attempts on the cheese, like it did Raph, uh, but she makes it to the table, and then the stairs are gone. So now she realizes, oh, there's a key. I have to go get the key. I have to do the pizza thing. I have to try to extend this table. A lot of work left for Felicia to do on her own. But she is able to make it to the first stool. She jumps on the first swing and bar stool. She doesn't really know where to go from here. And Edged Owl Tour says she stepped into a trap, which is interesting because it makes it deliberate on the producer side that like, there's no fucking way that people are getting around these stools. They're too unstable. Which is crazy, actually, right? That should not be how the course is designed. Can't they find a middle ground? I mean, it makes it interesting for my taste. Yeah. Felicia looks really nervous. Jess says, get it, girl. You got it. Just try. How I read that was kill yourself. 
just telling her friend, kill yourself. I got us a point. Just die in the lava so we can go home. Mm. I didn't get that read from Jessica. Thought it was thought it was earnest. Felicia doesn't make it off the chair to the second chair. She dies in the lava. Jessica laughs. She legitimately laughs. No, oh no, no, even playing the game. She just smirks and laughs. And this team gets one point and is currently in the lead. Yeah, they bumped the uh, doctors. I will say that out of the options, I think that their favorite Rutger Hauer movie is Warrior Angels. Because aren't they? After the testimonial. <laughs> Nothing. After after the. Nothing. Um, wow. In the post. In the, I mean, in the post show testimonial. I the first responders, but maybe you don't like them. In the post-show testimonial, there was nothing. So there's nothing to talk about there. Let's rank this team. Let's do it. What are we doing here, Andrew? <laughs> trying is what we're doing. We're trying. Transitional stinger. What do you give this team, the nurses, in acting? Mm, I wasn't impressed. Four. There were no reactions to be had. They didn't even try to react to the deaths. I'm going three. You know who would crush the acting? Give it to me. Uh, he's tired of doing the impossible for the ungrateful, much like Roman J. Israel Esquire, the one and only Ben Kingsley. All right. 13 Krakatoas. I did not understand that sentence, but I'm going to assume it made sense. <laughs> Moving on to teamwork. I don't think this team worked very well together. I think they kind of were rooting against each other. I'm giving a three. Yeah, their teamwork wasn't there. I wasn't stoked on it. Uh, going to give them a four for teamwork. Kingsley. I think only recently have I started to think that Ben Kingsley would get a seven for teamwork on this. He'd do okay. Moving on to that smarts. Okay. So Jessica didn't try the drawers. Felicia didn't try the drawers. And Mariah didn't use better form to swing herself onto the table and instead died from it. I'm going to say a three for that smarts. I wasn't impressed. I'm rating this in relationship to teamwork. I think they may have been individually smart, but together they didn't work well. And they made a lot of mistakes that you pointed out. I'm giving them a four. I think Ben Kingsley for that smarts. I think he's another person that brings such life from the page and an acting front. But I think he also makes choices that are so nuanced. Uh, for that smarts, I'm going to give him an 11 Krakatoas. Ah, very good. Gandhi was always a movie that would show up on cable when I was growing up and I wouldn't want to watch it. And it always bored me and seemed like it wasn't for me. I haven't watched it yet. I like a lot of his indie stuff. I like Sexy Beast. I like You Kill Me. I thought The Love Guru was fine. Oof. And uh, him as the vice president in Dave, underutilized. I'm a big Shutter Island fan. Oof, really? That movie's on cable all the time, and it's just a funny movie to just go in and... I, I could watch a random 20 minutes of Shutter Island anytime. It's not a movie that seems like it would lend itself to that sort of viewing, but for some reason it's better in small doses like that. I can imagine it being better in small doses because I did not like it in its feature length. I like it. It's like Scorsese with no rules. Maybe he never has a lot of rules, but doing a real like genre flick 
It was bizarre. The Michelle Williams flashbacks are just so insane and kind of like film school out there, artsy, avant-garde. I don't know. I I dug it. Visually, directing-wise, thought it was fine. Story, mm, not into it. There's a not even a twist. DJ put more twist in his jumps than Scorsese did Shutter Island. <laughs> it has um, one of my favorite actors, and as my mom calls him, Mark Buffalo. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's in that. How many dogs do you think are out there called Bark Ruffalo? I'd say at least 100. <laughs> Don't you think? I, I'm betting on the under. Interesting. Okay. Mia, I don't know where we are. Mia having fun out there. Are they having fun out there? Jessica was having fun out there. Mariah was having fun, but it was very short-lived. Felicia had a lot of nerves to work with. I'm giving them a six. I'm also going to give the nurses a six for are they having fun out there. I think Ben Kingsley, despite the train wreck that was the twist in Iron Man 3... I think he had a lot of fun in the role, and he would take that into the Floor's Lava course. I'm going to give Ben Kingsley a 10 for Are They Having Fun Out There? Going on to style, we alluded to this earlier. They're matching stethoscope shirts that they either got made for the show or they already had. I'm giving them a 10. I'm going to give them a 10 as well. I think if they were those to work, it would feel a little hat on the hat. Uh, ben Kingsley, hey, sharp-dressed man. I'm going to give him an 8 for style. No, I'm going to take that back. He gets a 10 because he always keeps a sharp haircut. For height, I just got to mark him down for genetically being born slightly smaller than some other people in the world, and therefore they get a 7. I actually really enjoyed their height. I'm going to give him a 9. Kingsley? He's tall, right? I don't know. Ben Kingsley for height. I don't think so. I like how we can put a number on we can put a number on the actor's height. <laughs> he plays he plays his height well. I'm gonna say nine Krakatoas, Ben Kingsley for height. He must play it well because guess his height for me right now. You have you have two guesses. Five four. Taller. Uh I wouldn't say taller than five eight. You got it. Was it five eight? <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. You win nothing. <laughs> Eventually, can I win the cookies that I won? Never. No, I owe you those cookies. I feel bad every day. I, I don't mean to rub it in your face. This morning, I thought, you haven't given Andrew those cookies yet. And then I just cut myself a little bit on my inner thigh. Oh. <laughs> what were you shaving? <laughs> yeah, I happened to be shaving at the same time. It was just incidental. <laughs> but the pain felt good. That explains a tiny piece of toilet paper that you've been... You've had stuck to your leg this whole podcast. Yeah, you guys, I set up my camera in a very weird angle. I'm wearing short shorts. <laughs> Mia eyes for this team. I'm going to give him a seven. I'm going to give the nurse a seven for eyes. And Ben Kingsley, just amazing. I'm going to give him a nine Krakatoas for eyes. I'm looking at a photo of the nurses right now. I'm liking their eyes. I'm liking the expressions with their eyebrows. I can't really mark them off. Giving them a nine. Great. And finally, je ne sais quoi. This is a tough one on the nurses. I'm going to give them an eight for je ne sais quoi. I'm interested in more, and I think that there's more to the story only because, mainly because of their stethoscope shirts. 
<laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with a high score on Jin Sequa as well. I don't know what about nurses in general, but I very much like nurses, appreciate nurses, don't think they get as much credit as they deserve in general. I'm going with a 10. That's going to do it for the nurses. We got a battle brewing on our hands. Doctors, nurses, up next, the party animals. Could party animals possibly perform better than doctors and nurses? We'll just have to wait and see. Be right back, baby. Transitional outro. Audit I Audit That is brought to you by Chester Cigarettes. Smoke a cigarette. Die. Transitional intro. Next up is... Uh... R is the party animals. Party animals. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> DJ Jennifer. The party animals are Lee Hong. They never pronounce his name, so I'm not sure that's how it's pronounced. They call him Lee, Alex, and Ryan. Lee, Alex, and Ryan. Ryan says, we met in middle school, and then they immediately cut to a middle school photo of Lee, who is ripped and in his underwear, (laughs) and it was... Not okay. Yeah. What's middle school? 12 years old? You're going to stunt your growth, bro. Yeah, hopefully it's not because he looks like a bodybuilder. And if it was middle school, he might be on like HGH or something. Also, Alex says he could bench 405, which sounds like an absurd amount of weight. Yeah. Uh, They talk about what to do with money. Alex says, we really want to go to Cabo. And then Ryan says, yeah, so to be honest, we need this prize money. (laughs) Yeah. Need? Need. What's in Cabo, guys? Why do you need to go to Cabo? And they show you what they're going to do there. They then go, El Buracho Muchachos. And they kind of like do a secret handshake that includes emotion like you're downing a bottle of tequila. These guys are party animals. They're branded well. Their brand is alcoholism. (laughs) When they enter the arena, they seem freaked out in a sincere way. It must just be kind of exciting when you go in there, and most teams get nervous quickly. Yeah, I would equate the rush to, like, finally getting through the line on a amusement park ride. So once it's your turn, they're like, oh, hell yeah, let's do this. Yeah, it would be like that, but even more intense. Um, $10,000 on the line. Out of the gate, they get into the room. Lee squeals at the lava, which I very much enjoyed. He goes, ah, and then he grabs his shoulders and shudders. It was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Points up for acting and having fun out there. I felt like it was genuine. Alex goes across the wall of knives. They're using very good teamwork. They tell him where the footholds are at. Wood says, edged Alator, this team of party animals communicates better than the nurses. I love that they set this up to be like, hey, drunk idiots, better than nurses, doctors. (laughs) Alex's friends don't tell him about the final foothold and he's just kind of hanging there and that was amusing for a second. And then Rutledge Wood goes, drink in that upper body strength, which was a little, (laughs) a little suggestive. 
Ryan and Lee are about to take off down the middle path. Ryan tells Lee to hold him as he tests the stability of the table with his foot. They realize the table's stable. And then Ryan says, you want to go? You're better at it. So just good communication, honesty. Yeah. And then Ryan brushes Lee's shoulder and Lee goes, don't touch me, which was very funny. It was funny, but I think I almost think that in Lee's head, he was coming down from that squeal that he had with the lava. And then I think that plays into this toxic masculinity of not showing oh emotion and not Are you about allowing... to go on a rant? Michael, the rant is so important to the podcast, though. The rant makes it special. You listen to all these podcasts, right? And they're either produced. Are you sneaking in a side rant right now? Like conversational. And I think. I mean, if I can even think of three podcasts. Are you sneaking now in a side rant about a side topic about ranting? WTF with Mark Marin. <sighs> you make it weird with Pete Holmes or Todd Berry's podcast. Or I can name you three that are produced. One hot air balloon, we could please. Be breaking new ground. I got to fill it with, with my own air. All right. Of conversational and produced podcasts where we lean into these rants. That was where fast. Now let me light it. Look out the window and we hear a parade on that end. And so we're I just think all. that now's the time for uh, us right, I think it's to, time to take it back lean down. into our strengths and Bringing it in. maybe give yourself a little more work to do. Okay, back into it. Lee takes off. He gets on the middle table. He jumps on the pot rack and monkey bars it and gets on the second table very impressively. He then tells Ryan, it was pretty hard. Maybe you want to go across the knife wall. And it might have been bravado, but then at the end of the day, I come down thinking that is smart. It was difficult and the path the other way is better. So I thought that was a smart move. Yeah, this is the first time we actually see the counter teeter, which was fun. I didn't realize that up to that point, the main table that people are coming off the monkey bars onto actually teeters. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. It's at a sharp angle and bounces back and forth. Yeah. Ryan goes to the Knives. Uh, More great teamwork there. They're working together. Alex is coaching him. And then Lee is deciding which crate to go onto off of the main counter top. At one point, he goes, I might fall, though. As though he's asking if it's cool for him to do so. <laughs> of course it's not okay. You pick the one that doesn't make you fall. And if you fall, we're going to hold you responsible for that. I'm going to choose this course, but I'm going to fall and die, okay? <laughs> uh, he does make it to the pizza oven, though. A lot of that smarts points when he checks the goose rotisserie. Yeah, this team was careful about everything. And then he gets the pizza peel and he makes it back to the pizza oven. So good on him. Good job, Lee. Doing very well. Andrew, continue. He used the pizza peel in the oven. He goes, who wants pizza? Like they'd eat carbs. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Um. That's where they're the business animals. <laughs> Alex is on the black chair making his way towards the table. And he goes, ah, towards the lava, which was very genuine uh, when it splashed up towards him. I like when Ryan says, toss the pizza over. Alex. Yeah. Completely focused, goes, dude, what are we going to do right here, though? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the attitude. Don't get distracted by the stupid pizza and the Chinese food and the fortune cookie. Play, Play the, the game. game. Get the 10 Play grand the game. in the lava lamp. Go to Cabo. Build a teacher lounge. Yeah. They show Jen's death yet again <laughs> right here as Alex is uh, debating 
make the leap to the Chinese table again. Ryan steps under the leather chair easily, and then they show Jen's replay again, and I have in my notes, Jen looks worse and worse as this episode (laughs) goes on, as every other team easily handles that part. Do you think they did multiple takes? Where she had to dry off and then do it again for (laughs) variety. Do you think she successfully finished the course and the producers hated her? So they re-recorded her dying and then they used that throughout (laughs) the whole episode and they made her lose. (laughs) She actually just killed it. Yeah, that's fucked up. Read the fine print before you sign up for the show. You know who read the fine print was Alex. Because he goes for the cheese. It takes him two attempts, but he makes it across to the table that's closing in on the... uh, Exit, which is great. Ryan then tells Lee, who has the key and is near the pizza oven, to go all the way around the room, across the knife wall, because it's the easier route to the dining table. Most people might think to take the bar stools to the dining table because it's so much more of a direct route, but that's obviously very dangerous, and going around the entire room is actually the way to go. It's a very smart move. I thought that was a certain loss for the team, but... Absolutely the right choice to make. My first impression of this team was negative. They're called the party animals. They put me off. But the way they worked together on this course, they were winning me over with every decision they made. They were playing smart. They were playing patient. They were using teamwork. They were communicating. They were assessing everything around them. They were doing it how you should do it. I Yeah, I agree 100%. I think uh, Rutger Hauer also made interesting choices in the VO. When Lee's in the monkey bars, he said... Lee presses on, which I'm about 89% sure that that is a reference to Lee press on nails, which were at least big (laughs) in the 90s. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) that's amazing. So two thumbs up for that, uh, Rucker Hauer. I've found myself really rooting for these guys. Ryan is trying to help Lee. Lee goes, I got it. I'm a ninja. Don't forget. (laughs) Then Lee almost falls. And it was really funny and like instant karma. But he was all right. Yeah. Ryan makes it to the cheese and makes it across to the dining table. Good job, Ryan. Now Lee is the last to make it to the table while Alex and Ryan are on there already. This is how you do it. They were all at the dining table at the end with the key in hand to extend it so it didn't matter that the stairs were going away. And they each make it across. They win. All three get to the exit. First time we've seen it, right? On Flores Lava? I just think it's great that the team branded as drunk party animals performed better than any other team. I mean, what kind of message is this show trying to get across? Yeah. We see them in the post-show testimonial, and they are chanting, Cabo! 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 The three of them are bouncing around. It's awesome. Rutger Howard does not know what the fuck to do with himself. He starts doing this arm thing, <laughs> doesn't know how to move. I it's miss fine. That. It's charming. I miss that. They won. That's the episode. Rutger Hauer pick, favorite movie, Magic Flute Diaries. Obviously. In the middle of a worldwide pandemic, the party animals, who no doubt are partying it up without masks on some indoor <laughs> somewhere, beat the first responders, the nurses, and the doctors. Yeah. Okay, let's rank the party animals, the best team so far in the history of Flores Lava. Will the points in our categories say the same? For acting, what do you give the party animals? There were no deaths to react to because all three of them finished the course. Yeah, uh, 10. (laughs) 
They didn't break the fourth wall, so 10. I do have them breaking the fourth wall. Oh, really? When Lee tests the geese rack and says, it's hot, Ryan goes, is it really? Kind of breaking the illusion of the show. Oh. I'm giving him a nine. I'm giving him a nine. I got to keep my ranking just because I didn't remember the moment. Fuck. They would have gotten a three. <laughs> you had, stubborn, had you stubborn <laughs> man. They would have gotten a three, had I. <laughs> Actor? Oh, my God. Let's talk about the preacher's wife himself, Denzel Washington. Ooh. I'm going to give him 13 Krakatoas on acting. He's great. He would have been great. He could be great. Season two? I don't know. Mia Teamwork. Who has the best teamwork? And I realized, episode four, that we should be using the word Mia for the awards at the end, because that's when the word best would make sense. And that makes no sense in categories, <laughs> but let's keep it anyway. These guys were great with teamwork. They got all three points. They communicated well. They get a 10 in teamwork. Yeah, I give these guys a 10 in teamwork. Denzel Washington, I'm going to give him a 10 as well on teamwork if he were to do this course by himself. Ooh, I might rank Den Denzel seems like a very independent performer. You know what? A lot of his movies, he's a lone wolf. Some of them are not. It's his character. It's his character. But what's he like at Crafty? Is he sharing, is he sharing fruit bowls at Crafty? <laughs> Maybe. He's almost always the hero. He doesn't do a lot of ensemble stuff. You look at Man on Fire, Courage Under Fire, Devil in a Blue Fire. He <laughs> is a solid performer. And I think that when he's... When he's, he's given the opportunity to be a lone wolf or not, he's a great team member. So for that, you know what? I'm going to change my ranking to a 10. No, it was a 10 before. Oh, okay. Then I'll bump it down to a 10. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> God, I would love to see Denzel and Robbie from the previous episode, the two lone wolves matched up together. Oh, hell yes. Just on Them, an adventure. Back to back, firing handguns like out into the bad guys. Hell yeah. What's the name of the band in Airheads? The Lone Wolves? Is that oh, it? Oh, God, I can't remember. It's something that doesn't make sense pluralized, and that's why it's so funny. It's like <laughs> the Lone Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to that smarts. This team was smart. Like a tortoise in the hare, they used patience. They were the tortoise in that fable. They advised Lee to go all the way around the course just because they knew that was the smart way to go. They ended up with three points. We've said it all. Ten. Yeah. I'm going to give him a ten on this as well. I think they played it very well. Denzel Washington for smarts. <laughs> going to give him a nine without any explanation. It is harder when you judge the actors. I assume you're thinking of their smarts in their entire life, which is probably harder than your smarts at just tackling an obstacle course. I don't know. You're right. 11 Krakatoas. I'm changing it. <laughs> okay. Did I make you do that with the words I just said? What I said seemed like gibberish. Oh, it was, but it convinced me. <laughs> Mia, are they having fun out there? They were having fun out there. They had the right combination of personality types. A little bit of that brash, bold courageousness from Lee, Ryan in the back assessing things. I thought, mm. like, I say this because Ryan might have not seemed like he was having the most fun out there, but he was doing his thing. They were all having fun. They were certainly all having fun when they took home the money and the lava lamp. I give them a, it's like a nine or a 10. Um, give them a nine. I give them a nine. They were having a blast. 
I'm going to give him a 10, I think. I don't know how much you could improve on that. Outside of... When I, you know what went through my head? When I think of the Mama's Boys. I, that's what I had just thought of. <laughs> when I put it on a scale of Luan, then you can't equate the two. I'm going to say, I'm going to give him an eight because I think Luan had more fun out there. So if that's the scale that it, they're, we're judging him against, I'm going to give him an eight. We're making it up as we go along. Denzel Washington for Are They Having Fun Out There? He'd have a blast. Uh, 11 Krakatoas. Ah, you know what? That's one where I might, why am I getting involved in your actor nonsense? I might, I might go lower. I'm just going to say it. Here's the thing. If you look at his interviews, he is so light and enjoyable. And he's just, he's such a great time in the inter- when he does the press circuit. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. I'm thinking of his acting roles and not his true personality. As far as what I see from Denzel Washington, he's always having a blast. So whatever I gave him. You're right. It should be pretty high. (laughs) It's an 11. 11 Krakatoas. Perfect. On to style for the party animals. I'm looking at a photo of them and I don't like it. (laughs) This is where they're, this is where they're going to be marked off for me. I'm seeing khaki below the knee shorts from Alex. Just some random shades of blue. I'm going to give them a six. Yeah. I wasn't bothered by their style, but for that, I'm going to give them a five. But for what? (laughs) Denzel, always stylish. I'm going to give him nine Krakatoas for style. Mia Height. These guys weren't very tall. I don't think, again, no real frame of reference, but it didn't stop them at all. And that rhymed. And for that, I give them an eight. I thought you were going to rhyme a number with all. Orange? (laughs) <laughs> Dorhinge. For me, for height. Syringe. <laughs> did I get did I rank them for I want to talk about syringe <laughs> and words. I like when we get sidetracked about literary terms that I don't understand or how to pronounce sure. things that I don't know. Someone posted the other day, don't make fun of someone for pronouncing a word wrong. That means they read it in a book. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Yosemite. From the Trump interview. Oh. He took two fucking swings at it. (laughs) He took two fucking swings at Yosemite. I think he probably also calls it Vegemite. 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 (laughs) Do you think Trump brags to his friends? Hey, I took that girl's Vegemite. (laughs) Yes. So for height, I think, again, it's how they utilize it. They were great. Uh, Nine for height. Denzel Washington, mm, nine for height. On to eyes. Denzel Washington for eyes, 11 Krakatoas. Uh, team for eyes. I liked what Alex and Lee had going on. Did not like Ryan's. He's a little squinty, but I don't mind it. I just, it's it wasn't the shape or anything else. It was just something just juvenile. He had juvenile eyes. <laughs> I'm going to give him a seven for eyes. Alex's eyes are very, I mean, juvenile made me think of this, but they're very like youthful and optimistic and young looking. And I appreciate that. And for that, I'm going to give them a seven. Well, I think youthful and optimistic, good qualities. Juvenile, Ryan, grow up on the eyes. Come on. Yeah, I like took what your comment and pivoted toward my opinion. Yeah, I get it. Final category, je ne sais quoi. 
This is also a category I'm not really high on for them. I enjoy their performance out there. There's not a lot of I don't know what. There's not a lot of intrigue. I'm going to go with a six. Okay. Uh, not too much intrigue. That didn't bother me. I'm going to give him an eight for Je ne sais quoi. And I'm going to give Denzel Washington a 10 for Je ne sais quoi. 10 Krakatoas. All right, that's it for ranking all of the teams. Let's give out our individual awards and determine a winner. Hey! The first award is, who'd you most want to have a beer with? Instinct says the Buracho Muchachos, one of their team, but not necessarily. I bet those nurses or doctors really um, let off steam when they have an opportunity. Yeah. I would say either Mariah or Alex. Or Jennifer. <laughs> Alex, I feel like, yeah, we would have a fine social night. But Jennifer and Mariah getting out so soon, kind of want to uh, know more. Mariah did die very quickly, and I kind of wanted to know more about her. And she did have this, I perceive some sort of energy within her. Maybe it's just the short hair. <laughs> so I'm going to choose Mariah. I might actually go Mariah, too, because when she was on the monkey bars and she was so determined to get through, it showed, I don't know, purpose. Yeah. I'm into it. On to best death. Who had the best death? Immediately, the winners can't win this because nobody died. Right. I feel like DJ's. Uh, my vote's for DJ. He played the game well, and then he, you know, ate it at the end, come, jumping off that bar stool. That's my vote. You know what? That was a great death. It's my second choice next to just the death that the show couldn't give up the whole episode. And that's Jennifer's, Jennifer's death. Mm, interesting. That does it for me. I'm going to go with Jennifer. I liked her death, but I think that she might have been doing it to win best death on her podcast. So I can't in good conscience give it to her. Scandal. On to best reaction to a death. I got to go with Rafe. His original reaction to his wife's death. Even though he was able to make it to the exit, his strength was reacting to deaths. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Raph. You well. think he just kills loads of people at work and that's why he's a pro at reacting to death? You know what? That's interesting. I bet that this was his opportunity to react to all of the people he couldn't save. <laughs> and so he did. Best line. I think for best line for me goes to Lee when he's debating the crates and he says, I might fall though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute moment. Since Rutger Hauer can't win this, his Lee presses on was fantastic, but I get it. I'm choosing Alex's. I like choosing when people are freaking out and nervous sometimes. I believe last week I chose Carl going, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know. And this week I'm choosing Alex saying, dude, what are we going to do right here, though, when his buddy's offering him a pizza and just trying a moment of levity? Yeah. <laughs> I just liked his focus. It made me laugh. Yeah. Be the bear. Strength of a bear. <laughs> what do you think about worst line? Worst line. Oof. For worst line, I'm giving it to Lee in the opening testimonial for when he says, I hate you guys right now. This is the producer's fault. They definitely set this up, but... The producers have to live with a minus five points going to the party animals. I didn't believe it. I didn't like it. One line I couldn't believe, which has to go to worst line of the show. Again, party animals. When Lee says, who wants pizza? <laughs>
Party Animals got all of the best lines and all of the worst lines. Wild. What a run. Speaks to their entertainment. On to je ne sais quoi for an individual. Uh, ben Kingsley's off the table. Uh, if you want to give zero points to any teams for it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say for je ne sais quoi. God. I'm going Mariah for the same reason I want to have a beer with Mariah. It's that I didn't learn enough. And the little bit I learned was intriguing. I, it's just the short hair. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm like intrigued by the short hair. I don't know why. I guess that's why I'm making that decision. Mariah. For me, je ne sais quoi, I'm going to give it to Raph, I think. I don't know why he decided to hide that he was married to Jennifer. All right, that's it. Let's tally up the score and determine a winner. Be right back. Tall and tan and taller and tanner, they're also tall oh and my also God. tan, but they I gotta check the math, because it's a heater. Whoa! Short and pale and shorter and paler, they're also short like Bolivian sailors. <laughs> okay, I'm back. This is wild. This is wild. Yeah, go ahead. With 132 points, the runner-up is... The Party Animals? What? The runner-up is The Party Animals. This is the first time we haven't chosen the winner from the actual show. Oh, that's interesting. With 135 points, the winner is... Who? The Doctors. <laughs> what? Just three more points. They made it up with the individual awards. It took them over the top. How is that possible? I what? hate us for making this happen. It's because they, without the deaths, the third team got cheated. But you know what? What? In the age of our frontline workers putting themselves glory, out there every day, glory, risking hallelujah. dealing with dummies. Glory, foregoing glory, the vacation that some of us have had for the last six months glory, of just playing video games glory, and starting a podcast called Odd Did I Audit That. True, these nurses and these doctors go to work. They put their pants on and their scrubs on one leg at a time, just like all of us. But I wouldn't be surprised if they could do it two legs at a time. I wouldn't be surprised if they could do it three legs at a time. So to the doctors, I say, thank you for your service. You win nothing at all. Okay, it's time for our final segment where Andrew and I (laughs) test ourselves on our own obstacle course. It is put up or um, will you, uh, will you please, excuse me, will you please be quiet, please? What's our location for the day, Andrew? Michael, honestly, your guess is as good as mine. So let's check out what's behind this door. Whoa, a Sotheby's auction house. Ooh, that's broad enough for me. (laughs) All right, I think it's time to play. Floor is lava. All right, shit. Um, oh, you're just going to do it like that this time? <laughs> I swear I'm not stalling. <laughs> All right, so what do we got? What do we got? We have this uh, large vase. We're at a Sotheby's, but David Guetta's spinning fat beats in the corner. <laughs> 
Is that how you say his name? What's with the billboards on like Hollywood Boulevard with What's DJs with in Vegas? <laughs> Uh, okay, Sotheby's. Okay, okay, okay. What did you see? Right. Did you see something? Uh, I see. I don't know if it's helpful to us, but I see an ancient vase here from the <gasps> Carter Dynasty. Oh my God! They said we could do anything. Let me throw it against that chandelier. Ugh! Oh, it dislodged the chandelier. Oh my God! The sh- nice work, <laughs> Michael. Napoleon's chandelier. <laughs> Let me let me get you across this pendulum, and then I'm gonna go across the pottery because I see a pizza oven in the corner, and I, it looks like we could use. It. All right, yeah, swing me on the pendulum, the chandelier pendulum, uh, over to the desk. From oh, it's from the Neolithic era. The Neolithic desk. Can you get me over there? Here you go. Don't hurt yourself. I think Neolithic means stone. You swung me over the camera operators, you shit! Oh, fuck. Is this a DQ? I don't even know. I'm gonna go around. Are we DQ'd? I'm, go, I'm gonna go around. Michael, I'm gonna go hey, around. Man. I have to go back outside to the parking lot. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. I'll start making my way across the pottery wall. Let me just grasp onto these pottery fragments from ancient uh, Yes, I need to get back in. I'm competing in the race right now. I'm competing and I got launched over the chandelier thing and I need to get back in to finish the race. I don't, I'm sorry you need badge to get in. I don't. <laughs> did, you, did you exit? Did I exit? No. Did you exit the race? No, no, no. Did I exit? No. Okay, but I just got over, I just got over to the first pizza oven ever created. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. It was Giovanni Versace's pizza oven. He was the, the nobody knows, it was the first pizza maker in Italy. Oh, Nice. Well, that explains why the pizza oven's leopard print. <laughs> so let me let me stick this pizza peel into the oven. Okay, first thing that came out is a pizza. I'm gonna toss it in the lava. You know what? There must not be anything here for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna discard the pizza peel. What can we do now? This is a long shot, buddy, but I'm gonna try it. There's this loose cord that was actually Al Capone's. I'm gonna plug it into the wall and see what it does. Ready? Holy shit, it was a lava sump pump. (laughs) They cleared the floor of all the lava. Let's just walk across. Oh my God, but it revealed crocodiles. Oh shit, the floor is crocodiles. The floor is crocodiles. Oh no. Oh, Oh, it's got my leg. Oh, Oh, my arm. Oh, we're dying. We're dying to crocodiles. And that was put up or <laughs> um, look over the shoulder once, <clears throat> clear the throat, look over the shoulder and make eye contact. And then, excuse me, excuse me, can you please be quiet? It's harder than it looks, folks. It's harder than it looks. It's harder than it looks. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. We truly did audit it. We truly unofficially reviewed episode four of Floors Lava. I had a great time. Andrew, did you enjoy it? I had a blast. Hell yeah. Let's do this again. It was a pleasure. Let's do this six more times. It was a pleasure. We're going to do it six more times at least. At least. Anything to plug? Uh, Pack Theater Twitch channel. Again, that's Pack Theater on Twitch. Check it out. It is where Michael and I have collaborated on a bunch of shows and stuff, and they have a lot of great comedy 
uh, for days. So do it. Yeah, by the way, Andrew and I perform at a theater called the Pack Theater in Hollywood. And during the quarantine, they've had to move their performances and their theater online, basically. So you can check what they're doing at the Pack Channel. Awesome comedy, free stuff. Enjoy. Still donate when you can, though. I think they have a Venmo. Actually, yes. And the Venmo is Pack-Theater. Yeah. Also donate to, like, social causes and stuff. Hey, let's vote. Should we plug voting? Let's plug voting. Vote. Go on walks. Drink water. Sleep. Adequate amounts. Do it all, everyone. Okay, that's it. See you next week. Bye!